Now, the gentleman called last week, and I asked him to call me after the show, which he did, but unfortunately I didn't have a chance to call him back yet. However, I did research the topic to a pretty uh, large extent. Of course, that's what the reason why we're calling a think tank tonight is because we want to take it a little further than that, and I'll try to work on an article for the upcoming issue of Akashus Magazine. Uh, the current issue of Cautious Magazine is now out, and that is the 2014 Kosher Travel Guide to 283 different cities across the United States. It's a wonderful book. It's all researched, all new. I can't tell you how many hours of uh, staff's time was put into putting this together. It's a really an extraordinary issue and some very interesting articles there as well. So I wanted really that all of my listeners on JRoot to get a copy of this, and I figured the easiest way to do it is to make the special that I mentioned last week, and we're going to continue it for a little while longer. The The travel guide has been mailed, but we will mail a, a copy directly to you whenever you sign up for the magazine, and we want you to have that kosher travel guide, 138 pages, absolutely free. That's the word, free, F-R-E-E. -E. You contact us you sign up as a, as a subscriber. We will not put your subscription through until September. We'll mail you the travel issue now. And it costs a couple of dollars to mail the issue to you. And then you can decide, if you're not happy with the magazine, we will cancel your subscription anytime up until uh, the last week of August when we issue the new issue. So again, you have two months to decide if you like Cautious Magazine, and if so, then you'll keep your subscription. If not, you can always call us or email us and say, please cancel my subscription, and there's no charge for you for the travel guide. And this way, you're getting started with the magazine, and if you're interested, you're going to continue. And if you're not interested, you can keep the travel guide as a gift from us. So call 718 336 8544. You can do it right now if you'd like. Leave a message. We'll call you back. 718-336-8544 to subscribe to Cautious Magazine and to receive the Kosher Travel Guide issue. That's a 136-page book. Absolutely free. And why I say free is because if you subscribe, normally you get five issues of the magazine. And now you're going to get a sixth one we're adding that on. So everybody who subscribes, this little announcement here on the radio is going to be on the JRU program, is going to be receiving an extra book, the Kosher Travel Guide. Now, Kosher Travel Guide sells for $8.95, and we're including that absolutely free. It's a great deal. 718-336-8544. Or if you like, uh, you can email us at seven. At, I'm sorry, at Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, Kashrus at AOL.com, or 718-336-8544 to subscribe to Kashrus Magazine and receive the three hundred and thirty-six paid kosher travel guide describing everything you can find in the different cities, 283 cities across the United States, where to stay, what to do, where the food is, the different hashkachos, the restaurants, the davening, the davening times, the different shuls, everything you can imagine packed into 136 pages. Great book. Okay, now we're going to begin the topic, which is safety in our foods. Now, the gentleman who called last week said, to, said that a lot of 
pesticides in our food. And that's the only thing that he talked about. There's a lot of other issues of safety in our food, and I'm going to talk a little bit about them now. And he was concerned about the pesticides in our food and why we really should be using organic. And that's a very interesting topic. The question is, how bad is it? And it really set me thinking, and I I sat down and did some serious research. But before I mention the pesticides, which is a major problem and something we all should address, whether you call it a cautious topic or a safety topic, I don't care, but it is something that does need to be addressed. The there's another other issues here as well. Now, if you know, occasionally the government makes a recall on food products. Sometimes it's for little things like a little off taste, no danger whatsoever. And sometimes it's a serious danger. And we've heard about it many times in this baby food or in this uh, drink or whatever it is, the little pieces of glass. Well, I mean, that's obviously a serious thing. No one wants to have that. That's a very serious thing. And it obviously has nothing to do with the cautious agency. But sometimes the safety issues do have to do with the cautious agency in the sense that anybody walking into that facility could see the safety issues right in front of him. Let's say, for example, that there's, uh, you know, there's, there was recently a recall of $1 million worth of food from a kosher producer. $1 million worth of food was quarantined at a kosher producer, which had a hashkacha. And the hashkacha must have walked in and seen what's going on on some level. Now, it may have been a mashkiach who's not paid very much, who's told just to look for certain things, and he walked out. But there may have been a knowledge. Fortunate for the cautious world, I don't think so fortunate for us, but fortunate for the cautious world, they have not ever been sued, for, as far as I know, for complicity in any safety issue. The company could receive a major fine, and in this case lost a million dollars worth of material, which a product, and yet the cautious agency was not affected whatsoever. They got their checks regularly from the, from the company, and nothing uh, was amiss. But had they seen it, maybe they should have commented on the issue, the health issue that was in that particular place. Sometimes the health issue was so clear that anybody could see it. Let's say, for example, there's a leak. And it, this has happened at a milk plant recently, kosher milk plant, Hall of Israel. There was a there was a leak, and the leak was affecting was bringing in un, it was unhealthy for the food products that were made there, and the government closed the place down, but it was being produced with hashkacha on a regular basis with mashkichim walking in on some regular basis, and nothing was said, absolutely nothing. So I raised this issue to one of the major kashrus agencies. And they were concerned. They were concerned because I pointed out that they may be considered complicit in some safety violations. So they decided what they're going to do, and I don't know what's being done. I'm going to try to find out if it it was done. And even if it was done, I'm sure it's not something that's crossed the board yet. They said they will ask the mashkiach when he goes to visit the plant 
to have a little on his checklist of what he saw and what he's what he's reported, what were the ingredients that were there, the sources of the ingredients, whatever the information that they wanted to gather from his in his report, he's going to be also asked to make a little check that he walked in and walked out and he saw that things were relatively safe, meaning that he didn't see any safety violations that he could re- recognize with his own eye. Things looked safe, safe for the workers, safe for the food items, that there didn't seem to be any issue whatsoever. And sometimes the issue is, again, so I, whether that's being put into effect or not, I have no idea. I'm hoping that it will be put into effect by that cautious agency and by the others. So far, I don't know. Now, we go on to uh, other areas of concern. We all know about insects in the facility. Restaurants are very often, bakeries very often have insects or little rodents that are in the facility. And this is something that any cautious agency could be aware of, could comment on, could take a stand on, because what I've been, I spent a little time with what I'm saying now, you could get 100% clean facility. It's just money and sticking to it. It's the cost and the regularity of the service. If you have the uh, pest control people come in and put in the right defensive uh, or defensive measures, you will never, ever have bugs in that facility. Now, I'm not, not going to spray the food. We're talking about keeping the facility perfectly clean and paying the money for the proper pest control on a regular basis. You would not have insects, rodents at all. Zero. This is what they told me. It's just a matter of dollars. It's just a matter of keeping up with the program and paying the money. And it seems to be the reason why there are these problems with insects and I don't know anybody who hasn't seen in a bakery or in a restaurant a little thing crawling around once in a while. And whether they continue to eat there or you walk out and go to the next one, even if it has an A rating, but still in all, you know that there's a, there's a, a question of cleanliness and it is doable. Now, this is something that a cautious agency could work with and could require. There are a couple of cautious agencies who are addressing these issues. One in particular is a, 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 a hashkacha called the BCK. They're in British Columbia, in Canada. BCK is a well-known organization. It's been around a bunch of years. Not, I mean, it's not as big as some of the others, but it's definitely a, a, a nice and responsible group. And they decided to change their name. They now call themselves Kosher Czech. It's a little bit of a shtick. It's a lot of uh, this, and but, uh, but on the other hand, there's something to it, and I'm going to tell you what they do. And it's not the only cautious organization that's addressing the question of safety and cleanliness, etc. The BCK decided to change their name to Kosher Check and to show the world that they're working in conjunction with the concept of conventional food safety. Now, there's two types of safety. There's spiritual safety, which is kashrus, and there's the physical safety, which is the conventional food safety, which is based on science. And they decided that they want to get involved in making sure 
that there's some kind of control of the healthfulness, the safety of the kosher food products that they certify. And they're making certain standards by which they will only accept to give hashkocha under those conditions. Now, what they're trying, what the government tries to do, what a conventional food safety tries to do, is to watch out for pathogens and uh, cross-contamination, things that would create allergic reactions. That's where the, uh, the, the, the regular food safety is fixated on. And until now, basically, Kashrus has avoided that whole issue. Yes, we've claimed, I'm not me, but many people have claimed that kosher is healthier. You'll find it on the information that the cautious agencies give out to their potential customers. Claims that we are have a healthier, safer food product because of the cautious agency. Now, in some ways, it is true. For example, we wash our vegetables and we wash our vegetables very well. And that sometimes protects against the E. coli and the other bacteria that could be on there. So the, the washing can actually be a plus to us. But we're not discussing what kind of pesticides are used and what kind of washing kind of uh, ingredients are in the wash. It's not just water. What are we putting in there to help remove the insects? So there are we're exposing people also. But anyway, what they're trying to do is to work with people on the general food safety level and to try to get HACCP. HACCP is H-A-C-C-P. They have food safety systems which are recommended but not always required and help to improve the safety of the foods that we use. And those HACCPs, H-A-C-C-P, are becoming very big in the world today. And what they're doing is trying to uh, affect that things are meeting the highest standard of safety to put their symbol on. They have a new symbol. It's a green symbol. The, that's the, I'm talking about the BCK, which now calls themselves Kosher Check. They made a green symbol, and they give it only to companies who can demonstrate that their products meet the requirements of both traditional supervision and modern science-based food safety. They're trying to get the best of both worlds. That is what they're doing. It's something we should hope that the other Kosher agencies would aspire to. Now, I'm ready to begin my topic. I know it sounds like I've been there for already the last 15 minutes, but I'm going to now share with you the content of what we wanted to have now regarding the pesticides. You're going to want to listen to this. You're not going to want to miss it. And if you do leave me or you start late, you might not get the whole thing. It's worth marking this week to listen to it again if you didn't hear it clearly. Last week's program was an unbelievable success. You cannot imagine how many people came to me and told me that they heard the program and want to hear it more. They want this, they want that. They want to get a copy of it. It's very simple. You go to jrootradio.com, J-R-O-O-T radio.com, and you look up our, on the website, you go look for our program, which is called Cautious on the Air, and you just go for today's week, and you'll find there, uh, let me see, last week, and you'll find the program there already, probably. If not, it will be there soon. Or you can call 718-506-9099, 
and you can go into the archives and hear our program from last week. That's an unbelievable program. It was all about insects in the different foods. Now, today's program, which you're also going to enjoy, is dealing with the question of pesticides. Nobody wants to eat pesticides. The question is the debate between the people who say we must use organic and those who say that our regular foods are safe enough. That's the debate. And the discussion last week was whether or not the cautious agencies have to take a stand on it and whether uh, we really do have to switch to a very largely a diet using organic foods and that the cautious agencies should refuse to give ashkacha on things that are not organic. That basically was where the gentleman was at, and I, st- I felt it was worth looking into this issue of pesticides, and I discovered a tremendous amount of information, and I'm going to share a little bit with you. Please don't call yet, because we can't take the calls. I, I need another few minutes to present the topic, and then we could take some calls. Now, everybody knows that the government is helping us protect us in so many areas. And nobody wants anything that's unsafe. So they always have been monitoring the, uh, the foods that we eat. And they've done quite a bit over the years in many particular areas. But there is a concern, and here's the reason for that particular concern. It seems that the organization that's responsible for monitoring these foods is called the United States Environmental Protection Agency, or for short, the EPA. Now, the EPA, uh, there was a Food Quality Protection Act in 1996, and it required the EPA to assess the pesticides in light of their particular dangers to children and to ensure that pesticides posed a reasonable certainty of no harm to children or to any other high-risk group. So again, there wasn't a concern that pesticides are dangerous for all of us, at least not the kind of pesticides which the government was allowing or the amount that was allowing, but there was a special concern for children. And that concern for children goes on today. No question about it. The American Academy of Pediatrics in 2012 issued an important report that said that children have a unique have unique susceptibilities to pestified residues and uh, the potential toxicity. So in other words, children are a little bit different than the rest of the population, and there was a concern of linking pesticide exposure to some serious illnesses. I'm not going to mention them here on the radio. So uh, again, what we're saying is the American Academy of Pediatrics was concerned about the children, And yes, the EPA was required by the Food Quality Protection Act of 1996 to give information about the pesticides in the foods that we're eating. The government ordered the EPA to publish and distribute in grocery stores, in plain English, brochures that would discuss the risks and benefits of pesticides on our food. In the beginning, in 1999, they did produce such a brochure. It took them, it sounds like it took them three years to get it together. But they didn't keep it up. And by 2007, 
they stopped altogether with publishing anything about this. You can find on the EPA's website a little bit about pesticides, and I didn't go there, but if you want to try that, that's definitely a good place to go. EPA's website, again, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and see what they're saying about the pesticides that we have. That is the governmental agency that's responsible. However, so therefore, there's an organization that's called EWG that stands for the, I think, Environment Working Group. I have to catch the words a little later, and I'm looking at different pages at the same time, so it's a little hard. But anyway, the the EWG um, is the one that's responsible for trying to take over where they feel the government left off. So that's called... uh, yeah, here it is, Environmental Working Group. They're a U.S.-based environmental advocacy group. They're not a governmental agency, but they're looking over the shoulder of the government, and they felt that when the EPA stopped publishing, it's up to them to start publishing something to make people aware of the uh, potential danger with the um, pesticides that are being used. Now, you remember that years ago there was... A DDT, and everything was sprayed with DDT from the from the from these planes, and I was all over the place. DDT all over the place, that was killing all the bugs away, and that worked pretty well. <laughs> we didn't have as many insect problems then with enough enough fruits, fruits and vegetables, etc. But we were ingesting all that stuff, so the government ossered it, and that's what created a lot of the problems we have with the insects that we find. So that we do have pesticides, but they're weaker or whatever it is, in order that not to hurt people and then not to have the cancer-causing aspect of these pesticides. So that was great, that, that we got rid of the pesticides on that level, but we always have pesticides. Pesticides are always being used. And there's pesticides being used in organic as well. It's just that uh, that people feel that it could be called organic for whatever reasons, and, and maybe it's safer or maybe not, but at least it's... Uh, doesn't have sometimes the, the kinds of pesticides or the amount of them that the foods, other foods have. So again, where does this put this put us? We have now this company, this organization called the W, I'm sorry, EWG, the Environmental Working Group, and they decided to make a shopper's guide to point out the different uh, pesticides in the in the different foods. So what they did is create something that comes out every year, and you can get it on their website doesn't cost you anything, although they try to sell you a little book, but you don't need the book. It lists, unfortunately, what they call the dirty dozen. And dirty dozen means that it's filled with insects. I'm sorry, with uh, pesticides, not insects, with pesticides. There could be insects too, but usually these don't have so many insects because of the pesticides. And they have that dirty dozen, which they feel people should either avoid, which is ridiculous, or and they themselves say, don't give up your vegetables. Or they tell you to uh, take um, to to try to get the organic for these kinds of things. Now, what are the list of these dirty dozen and the uh, clean fifteen that they're talking about? So let me read to you, if I can find it here, the list of the dirty dozen. This is the current list of the dirty dozen. Here, listen to this one. This is the list of the Dirty Dozen for 2014. Ready? Number one, apples. Unbelievable. 
Apples is considered to be the worst. Strawberries is number two. Grapes is number three. Celery, number four. Then comes peaches, spinach, sweet ball peppers. Who doesn't use that? I'm sorry, sweet bell peppers. Imported nectarines, which is absolutely filled. I'll show you in a second. Cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, imported snap peas, and get ready for this one, potatoes. Yeah, potatoes is the, one of the dirty dozen to really be worried about. Well, I mean, who, I don't think there's anything left in our house after this is done, right? So even they, uh, I don't have the quote here. I saw the quote. They Even they tell you, don't stop eating your vegetables. This is the EW, um, the EWG, the, the group that wants to try to uh, get you to use the uh, organic produce and to be concerned about your residue of pesticides. But still and all, they say, don't give up your vegetables and your fruits. What you should do is either wash them very well, try to get organic if you want to, uh, try to rotate them a certain amount, not to use only the, not to use the, the worst ones. And, and specifically, we would say, be, have some concern for your children, because the children are the ones that will be most affected by this. Is there a concern? We'll see a little later. I don't know if there is or isn't, and I want to hear from you what you know about it in just another three minutes. And I'll give you, that's about all I can give now because the time is moving by fast. So listen to some of these facts. 65% of thousands of produce samples analyzed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture test positive for pesticide residues. In other words, 65% of all of their testing, they found residues of pesticides. That's the bad news. But the problem is, it doesn't necessarily mean that the amount that they found on these fruits and vegetables is extremely dangerous. Now, yes, nectarines... They found 99% of nectarines. And uh, I'm sorry, 99% of the apples. And every nectarine had at least one pesticide. Again, every nectarine that they tested had one one pesticide at least. And the apples, 99% of them had at least one pesticide. Another scary, scary fact the average potato had more pesticides by weight than any other food. A single grape contained 15 pesticides. Single samples of celery, cherry tomatoes, imported snap peas, and strawberries showed 13 different pesticides in each one of them. So we're talking about uh, sort of across the board. And if you take this literally, that you could stop eating and better off buying potato chips. I can't buy potato chips anymore. You have to buy, uh, you have to buy uh, Danish because that's not included here. But obviously, that's not going to work. And the question is, is it overkill this idea that the UEWG has? So there's a gentleman, if you want to research, a very, very nice uh, article. I didn't get a chance to look at the original, but there's two people named Carl Winter, C-A-R-L, Carl Winter, and Josh Katz, they wrote an article 
that was published in the Journal of Toxicology. It was, uh, it says, dietary exposure to pesticides residues from commodities alleged to contain the highest contamination levels. In other words, they're researching what the EWG said was extremely dangerous. And basically what they come up with is that it's, they feel it's a little bit overstated. And they feel that uh, some of the ways that they uh, did their experiments weren't scientific enough, and they don't feel that it is all that dangerous. But no one would deny that we are being exposed to pesticides, and no one would deny that there's not an issue to think about. And when you go to foreign countries, when you expose yourself to all kinds of pesticides across the countries, across the world, yes, at a certain point, there must be some level of concern, whether it affects the cash agencies or just us as consumers, I don't know. I want to hear what everybody here thinks. Do you feel there's an issue with pesticides? Do you, what is your feeling about the, uh, the relative safety of the foods that we eat? What is your feeling about the responsibility of the cautious agencies? And, uh, you know, what would you suggest be done uh, uh, by the individual to protect themselves? What levels, what, what degree of concern should we have? These are the topics that I would like to discuss. If you'd like to call us now at 718-683-5858. So that's number again, 683-5858. Or you can text us at 347-927-8398 to discuss the topic of the safety of the foods that we eat, the pesticides, is there a concern, is it something that we should address as individuals, is there a responsibility of the cautious agencies and the companies, is, is it being overstated, understated, do you have any experience with this topic in a positive or negative way, what is your feeling about it, is it significant or not? And I'd like to hear from you. We're going to take your calls right after this announcement from Glotmart. You know, Glotmart is conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. And when you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Because whether you shop for a few items or a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And their weekly specials this week, starting June 18th to June 24th, include, in the meat area, Family pack minute steaks, ten ninety nine a pound. Middle chuck, seven dollars and forty nine cents a pound, and shoulder roast beef, at seven dollars and ninety nine cents a pound. Those are the real prices from Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you know, uh, the quality of the meats is a one. They have kosher certification of the Star K and the Vadakash the Flatbush. Their meats are Baseo safe. They're expert Nikur, and at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. If you want to save some time, use the valet parking. Just enter from the East 12th Street entrance, and they'll park the car and have it ready for you to load up with those special items you purchased in the store. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. Okay, we are first caller. Go ahead. You want to reach us? Call seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Okay, please. You're on the you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, Rabbi Wickler, you're, what you're talking about is extremely important. But I'd like to ask another question that wasn't discussed. How to what extent can we get these pesticides off our foods? For example, an apple. What 
if any effect does washing it, washing it with soap, or one of the uh, washes like Environe, which has a hashgacha on it. In other words, I think this is a very important thing to think about also. How are we able to get these pesticides, or can okay. we, so, off so, our fruits? So listen, I'm not an expert in the field. It's something that everybody has to research for themselves. But I can tell you a couple of things. Number one, the majority or the highest m- amount of pesticides in the outside. So some people peel. Now, so it's not so hard to peel some vegetables and fruits. Some other ones are insanely hard to peel, and, and not, it's not, it's not going to be valuable. I mean, for Pesach, maybe somebody will take a bell pepper and, 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 and peel it. I don't, it takes forever to do that. Uh, but it, it doesn't, it's not practical to do that on a regular basis. It's certainly not going to be the way you want to eat your foods. So definitely it raises uh, an issue that every single person has to address. Now, you say to yourself, well, how could it be an issue? Because really, um, you know, it, it is, if it's dangerous, then uh, the whole world is going to go kaput. Yeah, but doesn't, it doesn't exempt the individual from doing the best that they can, just as you would do with anything for yourself or your family to, protect, to have safety. You know, uh, it, like, for example, after this, this situation happened at Israel where the three kids were kidnapped, the three young boys were kidnapped, I'm sure everybody told their, their family, you never, ever go into a car, you never, ever, ever ask to hitch, you never, never do this. So, uh, obviously, we take our precautions. We don't say, well, it only happened once, we shouldn't be worried about it. So, yes, a person has to address the issue. Exactly how to address this part, I don't know. And you'll have to go into it further. It's not my area of expertise. In other words, for example, a potato is a staple in a Jewish home. Right. How much do we get rid of the pesticides by peeling it? Again, I, I, this is you not my know. area of expertise. And my suggestion to you is to do more personal research. If you find something interesting, you can always share with us. Our number at the office is 718-336-8544. Or you can email us at any time at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. And we take very seriously everything we get. We cannot always respond, but we take we read everything carefully, and we inculcate it into the different things that we're doing. And we all try as much as possible to respond to you. And but we don't. If I need more information, I myself have not researched it. It was just a few a few days ago this gentleman called, and I, at least I put together the information that I shared with you. And I have much more here, but I don't have time to do it. So I thank you very much for the thank call. Thank you very much. Okay, we. We, we like to get some more callers. Call us at 718-683-5858 for your comments on the topic of pesticides, the safety of our foods, the responsibility of the cautious agencies, if there is any, to monitor that safety, whether you've had an experience with a safety issue on a food item. Let's hear about that. Um, and In and, and general, what you're thinking is, about the safety and the, the foods that we eat, or about the issue of the pesticides. Our number here at the studio, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And you can text us at 347-927-8398. When we don't get any more calls for, the, um, for this topic, if we have a few minutes, we'll go on to other topics. But right now, just call us the comment on these issues. Go ahead. You're on the cautious on the air. Can I help you? Yes. Go ahead. I like, I like to make a comment. 
a few years ago, the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Mar, came out strongly uh-huh. against the uh, processes that they have the, on the on the green vegetables in Gush Katif that they use too much too much pesticides. He dulls the Kantamisura. He made that. He made a statement. It came up publicly about be very careful about the pesticides which are being used. So he came out openly that people should be very careful, very nizza, and wash it off very, very well. So not always does the washing take off the take off the pesticides, but he said go back to the old-fashioned method and check the items by itself. Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Moshe, thank you very much for the uh, Ha'ara. I, I think it's very important what he's pointing out. I, you mind if I say who you are? Well, you could, yes. Okay, yes. it's Rabbi Wiener. This is Rabbi Moshe Wiener from the KIC is calling in. And uh, thank you very much for the call. Yes, that's a very important point, that Rabbi Omar was openly made a, a clear uh, psak that, that one should be more worried about the dangers of the pesticides that is being used to kill all these insects, and of course, that doesn't mean you can eat the insects. It means you have to do the checking yourself, and you have to do something in on your own. Okay. I, I I wonder. Well, again, we eat in this country. We don't get so many that we get from Israel, but the ones that are done in this country or made and sold in this country, because sometimes they come from Mexico or Canada, other countries, but they're sold here by the companies from from America. They're doing our lettuce and our, the different uh, vegetables that they're that they're washing, triple washing, etc. There is no mention at all of what they're using in that uh, those baths, and it's definitely something that people uh, should take uh, an interest in, and also how they're grown on the field, what kind of pesticides are used, and uh, the information is not easily forthcoming, and that's definitely something that. Uh, that individuals should try to demand of the cautious agencies. You know, if if there is an issue here, then, uh, you know, if you want people to eat these uh, vegetables that have been pre-washed and that are supposedly supposedly insect-free, then it's your responsibility, the cautious agencies, to tell me that I'm safe. So that I think that at the very least they should... Uh, uh, be telling us what kind of uh, level of pesticides we have here, especially when a lot of these are produced outside of the country. Now, absolutely true. Yeah. And as far as the issue of safety and cleanliness of the uh, and the establishments, we spoke about this at Aqua meeting four years ago. We spoke about the Dina Makusedina and the health issues which have to be shashkakas must go and address to go to give anashkaka. So you're saying that you you actually spoke. The one who spoke there, you spoke to Echo, and you and you mentioned that the cashless agencies should take a responsibility. That for, should must take must a take a responsibility for the reason yeah. that just to protect us, or because of the legal issues, or the, the halachic issues, or what? Basically, halachic issues of of in case things get out of Shul Hashem, that Jewish kosher company has uh, has been found to have contaminated items. Then the negligence of the part of the, of the owners or the Imakusadina, health reasons, and the Gedolta Kantamisura. I would love to find out, but I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can report it back to anybody here. I'd love to find out uh, how many cautious agencies are really doing that monitoring because I told you. you know, my, when I do my monitoring yeah. in, in the community, yes. I always make sure I point out to the 
owners or the workers there to comply with the board of health rules and regulations. I see something is wrong. I personally tell the owner or the people who are in charge over there, interrupt this issue. Take care of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right, thank you very much for calling. So the, the, uh, if anybody has some information, which I would like to get some solid information, on things like the removal of the pesticides and any information you have about the amount of pesticides that we're finding on these things, whether they are, whether... Uh, Rob, um, Dr. Winter is correct, or whether uh, you know whether EWG is correct, or the what what your information that you've found whether it corroborates what we're reporting here or not. Just to sum up for the people who tuned in a little bit late, we were talking about the safety of the foods that we eat, uh, basically dealing with pesticides, and you know that there are sometimes. Uh, safety controls that HACCP has, H-A-C-C-P, that you could use and not being used. Other safety features in, in the plant, which are quite apparent, that sometimes could cause uh, illnesses in the, and uh, in the, that could be transferred through the food. There are issues that uh, the Kashmir Agency may be aware of, and we were discussing the question of their responsibility and in which ways we could be better protected. So if you have any any further discussion on this, you could call us. And if not, you can call us now with any topic at all, 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858 to discuss any of the cautious issues that are of concern to you. And you could text us at 347-927-8398. Let us hear from you soon. A question is the wax around the apple is non-kosher. Okay. This is a common question, and it's it's not a, 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 a simple answer. First of all, the companies that do the waxing do not want to talk to you. They are very suspicious. And one of the reasons that they're suspicious is because they have the ability to use many different products, and they don't want to be limited. So if they're going to make a statement to you that we don't use this and this kind of product, then you, they're going to feel responsible to do it, and they might get in trouble if they find out later on they're using a different product. Or they are, they're concerned that you're not going to buy the product if, if they answer you honestly. So they don't know what you want. So they're very, very, very difficult to get answers from. Now, as far as the research that I did in this country, the, the, the vast, 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 vast majority of products that they used are absolutely no problem whatsoever. They're all, uh, they're, they're not animal-based whatsoever. They're plant or they're uh, other things that, they're, that couldn't cause any problems at all. There are, there's a small amount of things which come from animal origin, but whether that's bottle or, or, in the application, whether it's edible at all, whether since you can't see it, uh, if it's been washed, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about the real waxy things, but the ones that are not really waxy, that you could not feel it or see it or anything. So those, are, is there any concern at all? Sometimes there's almost nothing, you, you can't identify it. Or do you say, you know where it is, because it's on the skin, so I have to peel it. So it, the, the cautious agencies do not take this 
as a serious issue at the present time. And that's the best that I can say. Yes, there are companies, there are, they're outside of the country. Sometimes you'll see something on the packaging that may contain this, this, or this waxed with one of these three or four things, and one of them is not kosher. doesn't necessarily mean that's the one that's being used. As a rule of thumb, you do not have to worry going to the store to buy. You can say that what you have is from the row, from the majority. As far as if it says, you see a box and it says something on it, or a bag. I saw a bag of apples that said something on it about different source from an animal source. Yes, then you have to be concerned. But otherwise, you don't have to be concerned. Okay, we have several callers. Let's take the callers. Okay, you're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, sir. First of all, thank you again. I, I was the one that called last week. I'm sorry to get chance to call you back. Yeah, it wasn't malicious. Very, very busy week. At least we did the whole show for you. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, first of all, I did a lot of research about uh, pesticides. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, you can you can you could take off a little bit uh, from the top, but uh, when they ir- irrigate the 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 field. The fields, then the, they they do the, then the, the the pesticides gets into the water. First of all, that's another problem that uh, it goes into the water that we drink. Also, we have pesticides. Also, that's uh, but another thing. <coughs> he he but didn't but, really but, but, address but, so much the chamiris akantamayasir. It don't say it don't say that you have to be worried about. It, it says well, why does it say chamiris akantamayasir? Okay, it's, it's more how it's more. Uh, it's more. Uh, it's it's um, it more means kuma, it, yeah sekuna than anisa right so I I'm not and the thing with uh, with organic having pesticides they have pesticides but it's natural pe- it's pesticides it's uh, an example garlic is a natural pesticide uh, so garlic you can't say that garlic is the same as a chemical that no. they made in the laboratory so, that that they made they, those chemicals that they put on. Okay. Uh, were never and okay. it was never used for five thousand years. It was never okay. used. It's a new thing that they came up and they, that they started making from oil. Okay, so let, let so let's zero in on a couple of the topics that we were discussing tonight. Yeah. First of all, is your finding wherever you got it from? You what about uh, what about the feelings of the people who were saying that it isn't such a concern? And in <laughs> fact, that the all, e, and the fact that look. yeah, in fact, that the EWG itself says it's better to eat our fruits and vegetables than not to, not to avoid Maybe them. Because, because, because if, if people are not going to, if people are going to hear this, then they're not going to want to eat anything. But, but, but they try, and they can't come out, first of all, if they come out, uh, whoever comes out uh, strongly that you should use organic, right away the, the, the big companies, they have a lot of money to lose. They, they earn billions and billions of dollars a year from, the, from all these chemicals. So they owe, they have enough money to, to to have all their PR firms. If you do a little research, you don't have, you don't have to look at a lot. You do a little research and you find out that these these companies do a lot of advertising, a lot uh, right. a, a lot lobbying, and and uh, they have a lot of propaganda. And they could even be buying. They, they don't want their bottom line to be affected. They can even be buying these these, uh, yeah, these doctors the, the, because the doctors. They, 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 the New England Journal of Medicine, the the. Yeah. The, the the editor that she was she was there for for <clears throat> 20 years she was working there she came out now with a with a with a article and she said that 40% of all the the 
the articles today in the scientific papers are ghost. They're bought. They're bought. They're yeah. bought. They're, I know. I know that. So that, all these things right. you, you can't. First of all, the first thing you have to look always who's funding these people. Who are funding? If it's an independent scientist that doesn't get money in, and it's uh, it's not so hard to find out also who okay. these people are getting the money. Okay, from. but let, let we don't have time tonight to, yeah. today to go through all this. But let let's just try zero in a couple of things. Let's say there is a problem. You do you. Th- and, and whether it's significant or not, I'm not going to just decide today. I mean, for the information that I got is mixed. Yeah, but, yeah. What, but what could we do if we if you, you can't always get or afford to get, uh, the, 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 you know, this is, is something that's organic on, and the fit, on the 12, uh, 12 dirty dozen. So what are you supposed to do? Listen, I understand very well the question, and I, I also, I, if somebody doesn't have anything else, the, I, we, I wouldn't tell them not to, to eat, but, but the, the first thing is to be aware, and the second thing is that if more people are going to demand organic, then there's going to be, the, the, first of all, the chemicals, the, the government gives subsidies for these chemical companies, uh, so that's why it costs so much cheaper, irregular, because uh, it doesn't make any sense. If somebody spray, uh, they have to buy a lot of uh, uh-huh. pesticides, it costs so much money, the pesticides. How could they afford to give it cheaper okay. than organic? Listen, we have a million calls already, so let's, okay. let's, just, let, let's, let's go. I'm going to zero in on a few things here. So let's say we, 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 have, we have a concern that, the, uh, that we have pesticides and are here. Um, which things you would say you have to... Uh, you, you you have to shave off the the peels on every single thing. Is that what we yeah, have to do? That, that's, that's, that would yeah, help. Okay, help so well. these are things we're gonna we're gonna. I thank you very much for the call. You and I are still gonna speak, yeah. and I'm gonna and we're gonna report back to the people in the okay, future. I really appreciate. Thank it. You, thank you, very, you much. very much. Have a good evening. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Yes, go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Yes, I would like to find out. Comet used to have an OU. It's not, they don't have it now. Who doesn't they, have an OU? Who? Comet. 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 Well, uh, I, uh, first of all, sometimes the company um, uh, decides not to take the OU. Sometimes they forget to put the OU on. Sometimes uh, the OU might say that this is uh, the, new, the new method or it's being done in a different plant with different ingredients. They won't give it hashkacha. Halachically, comet is kosher even if it is not kosher because ah. it's, it's pogum. Now, no one's going to oh, eat it. So, that, so really, halachically, it isn't an issue. And if you used it, there's no issue at all. My Rebbe Zatzal, that's Rav Asher Zim and Zatzal, he taught us that yes. you, these things will not make your, your food trafe, but when you have things you, you use, it's appropriate to wash it with, I don't know, use it to eat with, the utensils and the pots. It's appropriate to get kosher. And it's available, get it. That's, what he, that's how he taught it. But, but to say, if you use it, nothing wrong at all. And if you should want to use it without hashkocha, so I can't say you shouldn't. I ran across some situations where ingredients may not be kosher in some of these products, but the bottom line is it's nifsel miachilas kelev. I mean, it's not edible by even right. anybody. So what I you might do is kosh, call the OU at two one two five six three four thousand. You can call them tomorrow and ask them why they took the off comet. Okay, thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Have a nice evening. You're okay, you're on cautious on the air. Can we take? Can we help you? Hello, Yes, go oh, ahead. I think. I'm so bothered you. Because how do you wash uh, grapes? 
and also celery. Also, can I drink orange juice? Well, you have to li- listen. You have to listen to last week's show. You're raising oh, okay. up all the I questions of last week. I can't go. I'm going to give you a, a brief answer to all of them. Thank but you. the real answer, uh, Rame, is this Mayor? Yes. Okay. So you have to call. You have to. You have to call in five one seven seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine, and uh, push a couple of numbers. You'll get my show. It tells you uh, Monday six o'clock. Whatever. It'll come up my name there. The, the show, the Kashmir's on the air, and you have. I think it's it's already there by now. If not, another day or so, it should be there, the uh, last week's show. Well, you really should hear it from beginning to end. It's worth every minute. But Thank to answer you, you quickly, yes. you, you asked about washing grapes. So yes. we explained that you wash it three times. First, uh, you soak it in water with some uh, detergent. Now get yourself something that's good. And then you, you, you uh, don't take it off the, the stems. Keep it on the stems. Wash it in the water. You can agitate a little bit, not you know, to make yourself crazy over it. And then you have to wash it under the faucet. And you have to leave it in the water the first time. It's three or four minutes. Then you wash it under the faucet. And you do the whole thing again three times. All together, three times. Or three times in the, soaking in the water, with three times washing it under the, uh, under the faucet. And that you alternate. Don't do it all at once. Don't do three of these and then three of those. No, three alternating. You know, first in the water, then under the faucet. In the water, under the faucet. And do it three t- times, and with three minutes, at least three, four minutes in the water, with soap, and uh-huh. a little agitating. Then, that's it. That's what we did. And the reason why we're going through all this is, as Rabbi uh, uh, David Goldstein pointed out last week, is that we don't have, we're not going to bother you to go check if, you, if they're all gone, the bugs. This is the only way we know to get a thousand percent, you know, to feel confident that there are no bugs. This method, uh, this is Rabbi Vaya's idea, but this is what we, we're using today. Okay? And then the second one was what? Celery. Celery. Celery, you just wash it for yourself. It's nothing to do with the washing. You have to check for, uh, for the leaf miners. And if you don't know how to check for a leaf miner, you have to email me at... Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Just write the word celery in the email. Right. And then we will email you back the pictures so you'll be able to get an idea of how to do it. And if you and uh, that's the easiest way to find out. And the third one, I can't answer you because they, they are deciding now about that, and I can't, I can't discuss it. Okay? Well, thanks so much. I You're welcome. It. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on... That's it. We have another call. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Oh, we missed them. We missed them. Okay, so we're really down to the end. Let me just take a a moment and remind our our listeners about the offer that we have, which is that if you'd like to get the Kashrus magazine, uh, which is filled with information about Kashrus, we have over. We usually have about a hundred products that we discuss, mislabeled, unauthorized use of a kosher uh, symbol, part of a dairy clarifications, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, plus articles on kashras, such as we're having things we discuss here on the radio, and uh, all of that is included in our, our magazine. In addition to that, we have a guides, and one of them is a kosher supervision guide. It's coming out in September, but right now we just printed the kosher travel guide to 283 cities across the United States, and we'll be interviewing on the upcoming weeks people from these different cities, 283 cities. 
and it gives you information on where to stay, what to eat, what to, where to daven, what the times are of davening, everything you could imagine. You can't believe how much information we packed into 136 pages. And that's an 895 book. It's going to be it's available in the bookstores already, but you can get it free as a, with a subscription to Cautious Magazine. And I say free because we're adding it on as an additional free issue. Plus, if you decide to stop getting the magazine, you can do that before September, before the, sorry, before the last week of August, and we will refund your money 100%, not take anything off for that, that, that issue, and you can keep the issue we sent you. So it really is a free issue. Call us at 718-336-8544. Again, 718-336-8544 to subscribe. Or you can use Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. That's Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Any more time? No more time? We have a minute. So we don't have any, we have a caller? Okay, go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Go ahead quickly, please. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air quickly. Ah, he hung up. Because he heard this radio. Uh, okay. Uh, this is, uh, the, then I'm going to sign off. This is Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Cautious Magazine. Thank you very much for listening to Cautious on the Air, and we're looking forward to speaking to you again next week.